You're listening to episode 118 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. And the MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Brian couldn't be with us this week because he's a fucking cunt. But he's not. <laughs> no, Come no on. In, all, in all seriousness, Brian... Is. You're just mad because you don't have your guy time this week. That's right. It's basically what it boils down to. <laughs> You're stuck with me but again. Brian, <laughs> well, it's the, Sorry, listeners. There I'm are worse consolation back. prizes. <laughs> but Brian is three weeks out from finishing his programming degree, and apparently his final project is a is a beast, and it is taking all of his free time. So he yeah. graciously asked if I minded if he stepped away, and I called him a worthless piece of shit, and then I said I love him, and we yeah, I was like, it's and not a problem at all. The funny thing is, is he actually texted you and said, tell Karen I said thanks. And I'm like, wow, he really feels bad about this. He, I think he, he misses hanging out with you. Oh, I know. I know. He, he enjoys <laughs> it. So we, uh, we, we're we pulling for, for Brian. I'm really proud of him as far as, as long as I've ever seen him outside of Angela. This of is course. the longest. Well, Angela kind of forces him to stick with her, but um, this is the longest thing that he's. But that's what with. I mean. It's like Angela's changed his world. It's like Angela makes him, you know, it's like he figured out his life pattern. And then Angela's all you like, need, you need to do. All you need is the right woman right. to keep the guys in line. That's <laughs> right. all it is. It's, there you go. <laughs> now, before we start the show, we wanted to point out two completely awesome people first we are going to add vital vegas to our friends of the show list on the blog in a very very short time many people know him as dribble glass uh he used to be pulse of vegas right. he, he was that guy and then pulse of vegas or caesars or whatever the fuck it was kind of dialed their whole shit back and, yeah, made and a colossal didn't mistake. need him anymore That's and got fine. rid of him and this guy did basically what i did which is you, you have something that you have a passion about, and you're going to do it as best as you can. Yep. And in a really short period of time... Turn Vital Vegas into something huge. Exactly. Yeah. Right up there with Vegas Chatter, Vegas Tripping, Vital Vegas. Those are, Vegas Eater's another one. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm missing somebody. But top quality places to follow for awesome Vegas information. Yeah. So we had to add them right there. The other person we wanted to talk about is at Las Vegas Talk. They were formerly known as at Vegas Fun Facts on Twitter. They gave us full access to their entire catalog of Vegas pictures on Flickr. Oh, that's why you had that boner that wouldn't go down. <laughs> For days. It just stayed there, yeah. no matter what we tried. You're like, should we go to the hospital? I'm like, no, it's completely explainable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is another insanely talented photographer with a collection of Vegas pictures that are just awesome. No bullshit. If this guy wanted, he could easily win TwitPic for like the next year from the collection of stuff that he's got in there. Fantastic. And on top of that, well, first of all, I can't think of enough, and we are going to make great use of those pictures, but 
I told this guy, we'll be sure to watermark these because we want you to get credit. He goes, nah, you can tell people it's yours. I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't There's we don't no do that. way I'm going to. I'm not that guy. <laughs> your shit is amazing. If nothing else, get credit for it, I'm absolutely. just going to keep tying it into like, that guy made these pictures. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that. Made the pictures? Whatever. <laughs> He made them, Karen. He, he made, made the pictures. Them. <laughs> he didn't take them. He made them. It's, it's inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> so, two incredible Vegas people. Once again, another thing I adore about this show, uh, not only getting to... You've gotten to meet geeks like you that are just, you know, as obsessed with Vegas and they somehow... Well, you guys like each other. So you have, like, geekery together, which is awesome. I'm not a big fan of wording <laughs> you're using here, but it's whatever. It's true. All right, so why don't you hit us with this week's Random Vegas? <laughs> I'm going to hit you with it? Yeah, go ahead. Get, get prepared. You're going to hit me with something Just anyway, gonna... so might as well be Random Vegas. <laughs> it's time for some spousal abuse Woo-hoo! on this show. <laughs> Ari's Manzi Markey has more than 11 million pixels and four miles. <laughs> All right, sorry. You said Manzi Markey. Yes. Marquee. Mar- Marquee. Whatever. It sounded like you said Marquee. Whatever, whatever. You're, you no, 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 no. You're, no. All right, no. Say you're it again. fine. You're Go fine. Ahead. Anyway, they I have, am fine. They you have, said it funny. Yeah, you just, no, you misinterpreted Wait till you it. listen to this the later. The point I'm making, you're ruining it, is that their Manzi Markey has more than 11 million pixels and four miles of fiber optic cable. And of course, as we've said before, very much like the man himself, Aria, when they do things, they want to not only do it, make sure you know they did it. Okay. <laughs> so that we got that from at Aria LV, if that wasn't clear. Yeah, figures. You're throwing me off. Oh, I just I found that <laughs> so funny. I couldn't help it. So aggravating seeing you laugh. I'm like, stop laughing. It's not funny. See, this is why you and Brian don't do a video chat, because he just sits there and probably laughs at you. Well, and, and so it. many times, like we, we this week, I'm not going to get into it. We this week, if you follow us on Twitter, you've seen it, had another conversation about my laugh. It's it's always the most polarizing thing. I literally have pedophilia jokes, rape jokes. Yeah, you've said the this most before. Ag- yeah, yep. the, the most you go for the most extreme things you can possibly have. And the number one thing, 118 episodes, the number one thing that is complained about, my fucking laugh. It is shocking. It, it There's no other way to describe it. Is it not shocking that that's the thing? Of all the things that people find offensive or annoying or whatever, it's that. It is, because there's a lot more things that are annoying about you than your laugh. Well, I mean, the, trust me, there's right. a shitload more things that are annoying about you than your laugh. There, my, one, of my, one of my favorite things about you, like I know when I cross the line, is when you're like, Marcus, <laughs> it's like, or Mark Raymond, or whatever it is. Like, I always, it's like whenever I say the one thing that finally crosses the line where you just don't. And that's what you're waiting for. Where you just You don't, keep pushing until right. I, I react. I've gotten so desensitized that I don't even react well, anymore, I mean. and you keep pushing. <laughs> that's right. Like, most of the time, the, the best reaction I get is just a shake of the head, like, you know what? I'm not even going to regard this, whatever. But it's when you're like, Mark Raymond, like, yeah, that was offensive, wasn't it? <laughs> it's, <laughs> Oh, you're such a simple creature. In so many ways. All right. So how about we go into this week's Vegas Mate Review of the Week? All right. This week's review is Selenus, January 3rd review of Parasol Up, Down, at Win. He gave it five out of five chips. Well, I guess he or she. Selenus is not a very sexually suggestive name. (laughs) It's sexually suggestive. It's erotic. Uh, Apparently. (laughs) It's not very clear. Who this, who this is, per the name. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to say it either. All right. 
The salon is said, just a place to relax and people watch. Try the Parasol Cocktail, a pear martini to die for. Homemade chips come with, along with a nice... Oh, this, oh, this person's from Chicago. Chicago, that's where God I was just damn it. <laughs> totally threw me off for a second. Homemade chips come with. And for those not from Chicago, that's the end of that sentence. That's, that is the end of that sentence. Along with a nice selection of nuts, both to eat and watch walk by. With a or, little winky smiley face. fondle. <laughs> you know what's funny? You and I, uh, well, first of all, I'm... I'm not even going to re- restate my, my affinity for Vegas, but one of the things that you and I have still not seen, or, or really more me, hasn't found a way to see, is the Lake of Dream show. And Parasol Up and Down is the other way that you can see that with, you know, any kind of seating, the ability to see. That's Parasol Up and Down is the bar. Yeah, whatever, I, I know right the bar you're it. talking about. So this is another thing that kind of just caught my attention, that it's like, why haven't we made that effort? And I realized what it is. If you and I aren't staying per business... At Venetian yeah. or Palazzo, yeah. we never go beyond Mirage. Nope. Ever. Mm-mm. Ever since Phil Ruffin took over TI, we used to go as far as TI. Right. Which well, was they then... used to have good good games right, and that kind right. of stuff down there. But ever since then, you and I, unless we're staying there, if I've got do not go beyond Mirage. Yeah. We'll go as far as Mandalay Bay recently. But we will uh, not go. It's still even rare. Mandalay was pushing it. It's, I mean, it's still we, we, I agree with you. Luxor, we, we tend to stop now at your at, at the Luxor's. corners. Yeah, yeah. It's at, exactly, exactly. But no, it's that's exactly it. That's why we just don't go beyond there, and that's why we've only had well, so many opportunities to see the Lake of Dreams. And when we're there, we're like, we're here. It's almost well, like the last time we were really hungover. It's almost like we're uncomfortable, good. like going, okay, we're not at Mirage or anybody else, so let's do what we have to do here and then get back. <laughs> and honestly, the funny thing is the gaming limits and the uh, the pay tables at Win weren't bad. No. It just, I mean, at, at the Panician and Velazzo, they're awful. Yeah. Yep, um, very much. So to have to walk past those to get all the you're way right. down to Win you're, and Encore just right. doesn't make any sense. No, you're absolutely right. Yep, yep. I'm very right. Did you hear that, folks? <laughs> That's right. All right. Now let's get into this week's Twit Pick of the Week. This week's winner is another that preyed on my affection for Vegas and her history, brought to us by at Vital Vegas. It's a panoramic photo of the demolition of Bally's moving walkway. Virtually everything you remember about the space is gone. The trees, the landscaping, fountains, and the neon, they're, all of it's gone. Only remnants of the moving walkway are still in the picture. Now you can see parts of the dismantled neon tubing that surround the moving walkway lying in front, lying in front of her former entrance. It's almost metaphorically staging the end. I'm sorry. Or, 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 or the, what? My you... mind just went in the gutter. I just neon laying around her, the front of her former entrance. I just got a really, <laughs> really inappropriate thought in my head. Sorry. I love this woman. <laughs> I had a couple of drinks, so my mind just immediately goes into oh, the I love, I love Especially how you, when I'm hanging out with you. Uh, I, I love how you <laughs> blame it on drinks. <laughs> like, basically what it boils down to, your mind is always there. Just drink somehow they bring it you out. to audibleize well, yeah. them. No, it is. It, it's <laughs> definitely, it's always there. It just, usually I'm better at, you know, keeping those thoughts to myself, and that one just made me giggle. <laughs> Now, back to the picture. (laughs) The moving walkway was installed in 1993 as an attempt to increase pedestrian traffic from the Strip to the casino. Most people's memories of the moving walkway are how seldom it ever actually worked. Yeah. One of the reasons Karen and I like to stay at a property for a week is it encourages us to explore the property and become more familiar with their various amenities. 
our stay at Bally's showed us the two paths that were available around the moving walkway, and we absolutely fell in love with them. We considered them the hidden gems uh, of Vegas, one of the many hidden gems of Vegas. Well, definitely one of the property, and, and it was just a nice... There was never anybody there. It was with, so after being peaceful. on the strip, it was, was so great. So with the waterfalls nice. coming from, it was it was absolutely fantastic. And once we found out that they were going to replace them with the Grand Bazaar, I made the concerted attempt to properly document them. Properly document. <laughs> the results of that documentation will be available via a v- a YouTube video once it's actually done. I'm still currently working on it, but. As far as the picture, thank you, Vital Vegas, for taking the picture and for sharing it. It is very much appreciated. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I didn't realize that that went in in 93. And when you think about the neon tubing that always seems so 80s, how did they put that in in 93 and think it was a good idea? I mean, hell, I hate to date myself. I graduated high school in 93. One of the things that was part of the monologue and I initially took out was the idea that I'm not a big fan of what's going to go in there. But I also thought... In 1993, I wonder how many people were like, what the fuck well, is no, that's, this? That's exactly what I mean. I mean, Neon was so yeah. out by then. So maybe I I'm just... wrong. And and if I've made it clear outside of, well, I don't like it when I'm wrong with you, but I'm pretty used to it. <laughs> if there's one place on this planet that I'm happy to be wrong about an opinion, it's Las Vegas. And I hope that is what the Grand Bazaar becomes, is that something that right now I'm like, this is the worst idea ever that I find a way to love it. Yeah, and even I, I mean, this is one of the few pictures a lot of times on your Twit pics, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a pretty picture, whatever. I kind of looked at this one and went, uh, because, yeah. you know, again, that, that whole entrance, it, although the walkways never work. That's the interesting thing about it. The moving walkway is the worst part about the moving walkway entrance. Oh, the, the whole part. entrance thing. Yeah it, yeah, it absolutely is. Yep. So, All right, as always, we will link to it on our blog, put it on our Flickr and Pinterest page, Feature it on our Facebook and Google Plus page, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the podcast. So that wraps up the intro. Let's get into the news. First up, New York, New York signage is retired. As part of the renovations of the property's frontage, New York, New York has removed their ground entrance marquee. This is one of two old-school New York theater marquees located on Las Vegas Boulevard. This one is south of the sports bar, north of the Pepsi signage. Now, the sign will have a new home at the Neon Boneyard, which I I really hope that the Neon Boneyard makes the effort to keep signage that's being donated recently, like at Fitzgerald's and shit like that, to use it properly, like the way it's intended to be used, because... I was well, it should be easier for them to install those and light them up because they're still in working order. A right, lot of the right. signs they have in the boneyard, they've got to repair before they can put up. Right. So to your point, hopefully some of these, they'll be able to get up and running sooner Just rather than later. keep them working the way they were. Because I have to say, when they started doing night tours, the most underwhelming thing I'd ever seen is when they're like, oh, we're going to light them up. I didn't realize it was going to be with fucking floodlights. You know, it's like, oh, hey, look at this sign. Like, well, that, that's that's not what the sign looked like when it was the lit. The sign doesn't work. Yeah. Yes, but you can see it. Yeah, so it's dark. I'm hoping they do that. Because, listen, I get it. This is nonprofit, man. These people are fucking busting their ass doing this as a labor of love. And if they don't have the cash to be able to restore those things properly, of course they can't. Right. So I get it. 
but I'm hoping that they're able to keep these things like, yeah, this still works by going, yeah, make it kind of like they did with the, with, with the Laconche, you know, making that as their, their visitor's center. Mm -hmm. I hope they're able to go, oh, well, let's just attach it to the part of their, this or that or just make it work. Right. And that's what I'm, I'm hoping with this. Now, the replacement sign was revealed later in the week, which equates to a little more than a large close-up of the Statue of Liberty's head set behind faux-tinted windows. We'll have a picture on the Enhanced Podcast. Okay, I haven't seen this yet. It sounds stupid. It's not bad. I'm, I won't lie. It's okay. not bad, but mm -hmm. when you consider the effort required to make what it was, this, you're like... Well, the New York, New York sign was kind of cool. I mean, I, I yeah. and basic, but... Yeah, timeless. So I what, didn't really get I mean, why they had to remove it, but I'm not going to judge it. it anyway. It's listen, we're in a you're you're not going to judge. You judge everything. We're in a period of change. I can continue to bitch and cry about it, but if it's if, if uh, other than just making the statement like on I'm going to miss it. I'm glad they had it. Thank you for having it as long as you did. This is what we have now. Just accept it. I just don't I don't feel like being that guy who's like everything sucks in Vegas. Fucking Vegas. It's not as cool as it used to be. It's not this like. It's Vegas. I love the city for what it is. I appreciate what it was. You're going to be disappointed when some things are gone, exactly. but there's still going to be other but things there for you to see and do. I, exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Oh, my God. Really? I, I know, right? I shut you up? Right? Right? Holy but shit. The thing is, you're uh, getting... And he keeps going. You're getting... <laughs> it's going to be a short show if I shut up. All right? <laughs> Lastly... They also opened up many of the public spaces recently closed for renovation, including the bridge. However, the project is still very far from complete. This was merely to encourage traffic a little bit north of, of the property to, to come right in. You didn't have to go as far to now get into the property. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next up, Link's photo bar is seeking cash. Now, either attempting to save a little of their own cash or being financially troubled, the Polaroid Museum, listed as one of Link's future tenants, has an Indiegogo page to help them pay for the second floor museum. Now, for those of you unaware, Indiegogo is another crowdsourcing site similar to Kickstarter, which was used by our friend of the show, Dr. Dave, to fund the publishing of Grandissimo. Now, the goal is to raise, oh, well, uh, back to Link and, and <laughs> the Polaroid photo, their goal is to raise $100,000. But unless this story causes an excess of excitement over the next 25 days, they're going to fall about $98,000 short oh, of, of their goal. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it. There's a lot of things I want to preserve. Polaroids? Maybe not so much. Yeah. Photobar was planned to open in February. However, recent reports have published that it's been pushed to March. As you alluded to, I've never really gotten this concept. I mean, if I want to print any of my pictures, I'll just do them from home. The only thing I can think that this thing might have some legs on is if any picture I take, they could somehow turn into a screen print that I could then put up in my office, like something beautiful like that. Like you're able to take a picture and put it into art beyond its its own art form. So this is going to sound like a dumb question. The photo bar is not a bar, just a museum. I don't recall reading that it was ever a bar. I know part of it is a museum, and that's what they're trying to fund, this second floor museum. And the other part is like retail establishment. Sounds like false advertising to me. It's, but it's really okay. dumb, to be honest with you. And maybe now, it is a bar. Now we understand why they're maybe a little short on fundraising. Yeah, yeah. So regardless, if you have any interest in contributing to the Polaroid Photo Bar Museum, we will have a link both on the blog and on the Enhanced Podcast. If you're enjoying the Enhanced Podcast, just touch the title of the chapter displayed with the picture, and it will take you right to that site. 
and Rocktails and Cocktails show concept expansion. Now, we reported last week that Meatloaf will be returning to Planet Hollywood for another short-term residency known as Rocktails and Cocktails, which is very much a storytellers, VH1 storytellers kind of concept. What we didn't tell you, because honestly we didn't know, is that Rocktails and Cocktails is not Mr. Loaf's concept. Really, Mr. Loaf, I'm not going to get anything? No? <laughs> no, just because I knew you wanted me to. damn you. This is why I hide the jokes when I write them in the goddamn notes. Well, because why didn't... when you know they're coming, uh, because why I know Brian's you? more lazy, and I know he's not reading ahead, so I'm like, oh, I don't need to black okay, that well, out. Well, number one, you know that I'm a fan of Meat Loaf. I mean, I, the last two, or the Bad Out of Hell and the Bad Out of Two albums were, like... Bad Out of Hell 2 albums. Bad Out of 2. Bad Out of 2. <laughs> Bad Out of Hell 2 albums. I loved. And, you know, I'm not so judging him. I would I, love I just, to see I him in concert. It, I thought it was a mildly amusing joke that I referred Mr. to him Loaf. as Mr. Loaf as if his first name were meat. And you ruined it. Actually, you didn't ruin it. You I kinda, didn't ruin it. It's kind of it's kind of par for you, where you're like, "Oh, you're such a dick." I knew you were gonna make some kind of joke about this. Yeah, like, you really like, can't go really. It sucks that this fucking woman knows me so well because I'm like, huh? No, Fuck, she knew it was coming. <laughs> and it wasn't that funny. Whatever. It that was, was a softball. It was mildly. Well, I, I'm on. not gonna argue that it wasn't a softball. I'm just fucking saying it was amusing. That's the point. Whatever. So anyway, it wasn't his concept. Yeah, it's not his concept, Karen. Did you know that? No, you didn't. I'm I didn't tell you say that. anything. You were the one that stopped the show to you're bitch that I didn't react. I'm trying to progress forward, and you're di- oh, you're, you're stalling so it. Such a dick. I know, right? <laughs> Anyways, the concept belongs to or anyway for those who somehow find offense to me putting a plural behind anyway. stop talking about all your shortcomings. We know you have them. Let's go on. I was encouraged by that conversation on Twitter, but I'm so happy. See see all the laughs? Those are nervous laughs. Back to the point. Now, the company behind all this is SPI, and they actually own it. And they're looking to expand the whole brand by bringing in other classic artists for similar short-term residencies. In fact, this week they announced that the Jacksons will begin their Rocktails and Cocktails residency at Planet Hollywood on February 20th. Minus the one Jackson anybody ever wanted to see. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure is the whole point. Like, going, see, Michael used to do that. Like, the whole show was just, remember when Michael used to do <laughs> Michael, Michael used to say, Michael was the best singer. Michael's best. Remember, remember when Michael used to Oh, the one time Michael, Michael did this? Oh, it was hilarious. Michael, remember Michael? Right. <laughs> I totally, yeah, that's what's going on. Now, the Jacksons have signed on for 40 shows running through April. Most of the shows will be on nights when Meatloaf isn't performing because Meatloaf is performing shows during the same time. If that isn't the the confidence that this company has, they're not even spacing it out. They're like, no, no, no. Everybody we got, boom, take it now. Where that's Just that's how confident layer them one on top. But of I the think other. it's awesome if you get the right, like you said, you like Meatloaf. If you were to get the right band that I was interested in, oh, this would be a huge draw, huge draw to hear about everything they went through, about the story, you know, the songwriting. Any of that shit. I, I, huge, huge. How I think big, it's a fantastic. How big is the theater? Well, this is where we saw a peep show. What's that? It's that theater. Like, couldn't be any more than 2,000, right? Like 1,800, maybe? Yeah. Not probably close enough for yeah. a good rock tales and it's cocktails. It's still very but it, intimate. It, yeah. Is the, is it's not the, the biggest point. we've seen, yeah. but yeah. Most shows will be on nights when Meatloaf isn't performing, but you already, they're... You already said that. I didn't finish it, so if you'd shut up. So you're starting over? Yeah. Just trying to catch up where I was. You're fun. You're a dick all the time. (laughs) These are all accurate statements. Everything we just said is all accurate. (laughs) They aren't always. However, sometimes they are on nights in which Meatloaf is performing. Regardless of those nights, like I said, there's a couple of them. 
The Jackson Show is always going to be at 9.30. The Meatloaf Show is always at 7. Well, he's old. <laughs> yeah, right. He's got to be the best. And it's just him versus they get to spread out the wealth ah, between the four of them. That's good. <laughs> or, or actually five because didn't one of the brothers like drop out and come back? So I'm guessing that's they're right. still going to be five. That, it's really good that you pointed that out because okay. only four of them, I assume the original of the Jackson 5 are included. The the replacement is, is not included okay. in, in this new tour. The tickets for the Jacksons residency are going to run you seventy-eight to one hundred sixty-five dollars. More names were rumored to be on SBI's radar, including Roger Daltrey of the Who, Pat Benatar, and Kevin Cronin of Ario Speedwagon. SBI also clarified that the aforementioned artists are not the only ones that they're in talks with, just the only ones that they're comfortable enough to mention. Aforementioned. Yeah, aforementioned. Yes. Aforementioned. Okay. I, found, I find your pronunciation very interesting today, because you, you switched on the marquee thing, too. One time you said marquee, you said marquee, went back to marquee. I find you annoying as shit right now. Yay that I'm doing my job. Hooray. Okay, let's talk about the next story, which is Solar Vegas Signs Unveiled. Yeah, the solar panels that will now power the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign are now up. Some have complained about a few solar panels that obscure the view from the parking area, while I'll agree it would have been nice if they were located somewhere else, the area in which people go to actually take pictures of the sign has no such obstructions. It also appears that they did not move forward with the solar tree concept, so this looks pretty much exactly like you remember, yeah. unless you want to get picky and bitchy about it. I still don't I'm honestly, glad they didn't do the trees. I still honestly don't understand why they didn't make... The car park. Yeah. Uh, it's hot as shit. It's goddamn Las Vegas. Why didn't you just make shaded parking that had solar panels on it? That, that would have made sense. There you go. Caesars Entertainment has a new app. Why do Vegas share the details on a new iPhone-only app called Play by Total Rewards? It's possibly the nicest-looking Vegas app I've seen outside of Vegas, mate. The functionality is very similar to Vegas Made, but unless you're looking to limit your options to Caesars Properties and their affiliates only, there's really no point to using this app. I mean, you're basically reducing yourself to a third of Las Vegas. But it was a nice shot on, on, on their part. On their part? On their part. Is wrong. You fucked me up with pronunciation. No, you were fucked up with that before I said anything. Sorry. You just didn't realize you were doing it. Shut up. Now I'm all self-conscious. I mean, make you self-conscious. I'm trying to help you get better. Cutting myself. <laughs> no, I don't cut. I don't cut myself. I've never previous. Actually, I have previously cut myself, but not really in that way. Not not intentionally, <laughs> usually. I somehow let, let's sidetrack on this so no one gets terrified that, that I'm a cutter. <laughs> For some reason, as a danger-prone child, I. How many stitches did you end up with? I've had over 500 stitches in my life. Not including the five you got in February. Yes, with the snowboarding accident. <laughs> that is that is correct. Yeah. Okay. Although although since those I'm saying, are the only five stitches, since I'm saying over five hundred, they are still included. But, but those are the only five stitches you've had in the nearly twenty years you've met me. Everything else you got before that. That is true, and yeah. before Ritalin. So let's not put all the credit. Oh on. no, 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 no! It's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> all about me. I have any any of you who have ever met me have seen, and any of the of you who will meet me will notice. Right off the bat, I have a giant scar on on my face. I think you'd be surprised. It, a lot of my coworkers don't even notice that you have it. Well, anymore. it's it's something I got when I was seven. The point being, I'm not a cutter in that 
crazy suicidal no, way. you just do stupid things that end up causing that, that you to... That cut the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, where were character. we? Caesars has a has an app somewhere that we were talking about. Yeah, you, it, you were going to say, yeah. if you're interested in more of the available options, we'll have a link to a quality review by Vital Vegas. Well, I was also going to say that the app is free. So if you have an oh, iPhone, I missed that. Yeah. give it a shot. But, it, but you have to have iOS 7 or newer. Right, right. So there you go. And the Vegas Monorail State of Affairs. Yes. Uh oh. The Las Vegas Monorail ridership increased for the first time in five years. <laughs> Hooray! It's up one percent from 2012, which equates to about 4.17 million riders. Is that new riders or just riders in general? Riders in general. Okay. However, they still lost money. A spokesman for the monorail attributed the increase in traffic and the decrease in revenue to the various wholesale deals they have with various venues, including MyVegas. The company is optimistic about their future with SLS opening this year, as well as how much more prominent the monorail will appear now that Link is open. However, most still don't see the monorail becoming financially successful until they extend the track to either McCarran or Fremont Street, and there are currently no plans to do either. So, so hold on. This is the nerdy accountant in me. So they had 1% more riders, but the revenue went down. What didn't go down, they just didn't make money. Well, no. They, they, it, did, it wasn't worse. They didn't lose more money than they lost the previous year. They just I'm not talking about money lost. Money. I'm talking about revenues. Because you said that an increase in traffic and a decrease in revenue, mm -hmm. which means they had more people coming through, but they brought in less money. Right. Okay. So that's, that's not a good business model. I, listen, I'm just I, saying, and I agree with you. In general, I I think that um, Link, uh, while it'll make it easier to get to it at one point and stop, if anything, the monorail will end up funneling business to Link because people will get to Link and then get out on the strip. I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with you yet because you have to remember Flamingo as well as Harrah's both have stations, which for one, it passes directly in front of the high roller. So now that you're in there, you're like, I can get into it from here. I can get into it from here. It's like you have the ability, but ultimately. But it is still a pain in the ass to get to at most resorts. Well, I mean, I think fair. that's. That's fair. But uh, the, the point I, that I've said from day one, I think Fremont is the key to this. I'm actually surprised Fremont Street Experience hasn't somehow partnered with them to get this figured out because I think that is a game changer. If it, but you if know, you think I about Fremont, wonder. think about the number of people you see down on Fremont. I don't know how many more they can handle, honestly. And trying to get it from the Strip through downtown Vegas to Fremont Street is going to be a pain in the ass. Their best bet is to try to link it to McCarran. See, I, I completely disagree with you. In in the like, I almost think Tony Shea. Think about what Tony Shea is creating in downtown. There's way more than just those casinos. He's trying to create much, much more of an experience. I, I get it. I, I understand that. But trying to get the monorail to weave through the city to get to downtown Listen, Fremont I'm not Street gonna is going to be a pain in the ass. You have to understand how much of downtown he, this man has purchased. I'm pretty sure he could pull off pur purchasing whatever else he okay. needed to get it done. Downtown, it's fine. It's all the space in between the strip and downtown. That's which what if I'm you've ever about. rode the space on this Deuce, man has purchased. In that area, why could he not purchase the same? You have to remember, this is. You have to knock down buildings. It's Stripper's Row it, it, down here. How could you not easily? So be you're going to have to buy buy buildings that have house businesses that earn money and knock them down in order to put the monorail to connect it. It it would be so much easier to run it to McCarran when you have a shitload of nothing behind you and in between. It would be cheaper to do, and you can oh, get sure everybody coming off the plane. I'm saying that if, if you, you want had in, that set up. 
that like for one like you're saying oh well Fremont Street is packed all the time then why aren't they making shit for money they're just barely being profitable that's fine but if you want to talk about trying to do something to the monorail to allow it to make money quickly it will cost you less to connect it to McCarran because you have a shitload of open space uh, I can't argue and you're going to get all those people coming off the planes instead of grabbing those taxis they're going to jump on the monorail and stop at the nearest, closest station to wherever they're going. I'm, even if it's only the properties that have monorail stations. I, I'm thinking about the vast amount of people who would love to be able to play at O'Shea's and Casino Royale, but all of those $5 tables are all sold out. All they have to do is hop on a monorail to get downtown. Think about this. While Fremont Street Experience is always packed, how many of those casinos have you been I, in that are packed? I understand what you're saying. It will never be cost effective to connect it to Fremont Street. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm thinking bigger, and be. I'm thinking Tony Tony Shea is a, is a giant. Uh, Why a, is he going to sink a bunch coffer. of money into something that isn't going to work? To he's get sinking money down where he wants it. He's sinking money into where he wants it, and he's going to make money downtown. He's creating a very different location but and centralized business. There, all you're doing is thinning out the money that's already down he's there. Not thinning out the money that's already down there. Either way. It will never be cost-effective to connect the monorail down to Fremont Street. I, you know what? You've ruined this entire segment. I had a phenomenal point that making. You've just now clouded it with logic and thought and... Oh. Mm, sucks when I'm on the show, doesn't it? I hate you so much, Brian. God damn you, Brian. Well, that was our last news story. You ruined. I did not ruin. Well, you ruined the way I envisioned it. <laughs> Wait, so do you want me to have an opinion or not? Oh, this is such a catch-22. <laughs> no, no, it really isn't. Because if you don't want me to have an opinion, guess what? Ugh. All right. Just However, put a dick in your mouth. That's how I get you to not have an opinion. <laughs> oh no, I have an opinion then. But it's usually one we both like. But it's like. muffled. <laughs> <laughs> and we're usually both happy at the end. Um, all right. That's it for the news. However. Stuart, we do have some prop bets. For those of you that are unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Vegas Chatter is reporting that at least one of the Quad's hotel towers is scheduled to be closed in the near future to begin long overdue room renovations. Oh, shit. Slotzilla did not open in time for New Year's, as rumored, and the company still has no update regarding when the project will be ready. I'm not even going to bother you with the recent projections. We'll just let you know when it's open. Yeah. Don't care. Um, Are you serious? I don't. I really don't care. It's, it's really the only zip line I've ever been interested in. We've talked about this as far as, like, the Stratosphere's jump that I thought was boring as shit. Like, there's certain things. Like, I, I think... And I loved. And I think bungee jumping is amazing. I thought that was boring. I think zip lining in general is going to be very much like parasailing. I think it's going to be fucking annoying yeah. once I get going. But if there's one place I ever want to try it... It's in the Superman style top of Slotzilla. And I'm sure it's still not going to be great, but it's if I'm only stupid. going to try it once, this is the place I'd like to try it. Yeah. Anyway, Jim Murin confirmed to Dana Rosselli, TV and radio host in Vegas, that there are plans for a high end movie theater to be added to the Crystals. What? I agree with you. Uh, listen, you and I are big, big fans of iPick when we were still in Chicago. It's an awesome experience. It's it's like a it's like a club. And a club it's isn't not, the right way to say it. It's it's a bar. It's a really high end bar that has a great movie theater, quality food while you're doing all that. I'm in Las Vegas. I can do that all over the place. Why the fuck would I do it in Las Vegas? And you know what they're going to charge for it too? Well, iPick isn't fucking cheap. Okay, but. It wasn't that bad. We'll see. I think the concept here is if 
city center actually became the residencies that it was supposed to be, you would want something like that there. It'd be kind of important because it's all part of the concept of staying there. I just, it's not. Not if the it's hobos not. off the, not hobos, but the crazy Vegas people off the street can get into it. Right. right. Caesars is holding a job fair next week to fill positions in Link, Cromwell, a.k.a. Bill Gamblin's Hall, Giada's Restaurant at Bill Gamblin's Hall, and Guy Bill Fieri. Gamblin's? Bill Gamblin's. Yes, you didn't catch that. It took you the second time for me to mention for you to catch it. No, you said it right the first no, time. No, I did not say it right the first time. Okay, but either way, it's fine. It took me the second time. Regardless. Really? Bill also Gamblin's looking Hall. to fill, shut your mouth, also looking to fill Guy Fierro's restaurant at the quad known as Douche on a Stick or possibly the Douchatorium. Okay. <laughs> God damn you. Brian would have loved that joke. You ruined it. What's the next prop pack? <laughs> well, you have a little bit more at yeah. to that one. Those interested uh, can find details at caesarsjob.com. Oh, yeah, I know, right? The real information. <laughs> so in focused on my joke that failed. In case somebody actually oh, wants to go work I'm at one of those restaurants. I'm laughing so I don't hate myself right now. Yeah. This is inner commentary. Except it's out loud. Um, <laughs> for those of you familiar and or who have a soft spot for MGM Grand... Vegas Chatter shared that Zuri Bar has reopened after going through a mild refreshing, including changing its name to the Lobby Bar. Zuri Bar was never clear why it, why it was named Zuri, so it's not. The funny thing is, is, is it is it in the lobby? That's all I want to know. It isn't. <laughs> okay, well then the name is even more stupid. But the thing that I it made me feel closer to Becca, who runs Vegas Chatter, is that she had a super soft spot for Zuri. And if she was very sad that it left, and I was like, oh, irrational feelings for something in Vegas. I like. Well, it. I'm, I'm sorry for Becca, but the bar is still there. It just has a new name now. It's, it's we're, yeah, we're sentimental. The Galleria Bar at Caesar's Palace is now closed for renovations. The Galleria Bar is the first bar on your left when you enter the casino from the check-in lobby. And the biggest bluff in recent Vegas history has finally been called. It appears that deconstruction has begun on what progress was made. By construction crews at the Skyview Observation Wheel. I, I really, it, it, you know what? It, it's one of those things where the guy with the worst tell in the world is bluffing, and you're like, "Is that the guy that kept trying to get more money and to build it and do well, everything?" The idea else was it? to show progress, which would then show investors by going, "Look, we're already building. You should mess. We're out. I mean, we're already going. We're already going. We're yeah. going to be fine." And the problem was, is he only had X amount of dollars to get to where he wanted. He didn't get investors at the time, so now it's like. Uh, no, just, they're, they're just going to take it all down. That's, okay. that's sad. That's sad. They can use that metal for scrap. <laughs> right, right. Audrey Street, the road running in between the Westin and the strip mall with the Hole in the Wall restaurant, has changed its name to Link Lane as it also leads you right up to the high roller at Link. Oh, Lord. It's cute. You, do you know the restaurant I'm talking about? I've heard of it. That's the um, one that, that right on the marquee says, we have a 97-year lease or whatever it is. Like, they're just being dicks about going, oh, people have tried to buy us. We don't give a fuck. We're staying. <laughs> well, especially now they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And following up on last week's story, Planet Hollywood did revert to the name Pin Up Pizza, and it is now open right next to Pink's Hot Dogs. Yep. And lastly, the Sugar Factory at Paris has also completed their outdoor patio expansion. The space now looks very similar to the outdoor space at Monami Cubby. Or Gubby. Cubby? Cubby? Cubby. Monami Cubby? Monami Cubby. <laughs> yes. Very similar, which I think is going to look very nice for the property. I like when when they do renovations, unlike we've talked about before, while we like that that 
place. Diablos paid no attention to Monte Carlo when they when they created their place. I like when people at least regard the space that they're in. So now it at least looks like both of them are part of Paris. Yeah, I mean the the only issue I have is Sugar Factory well, still doesn't belong. Yeah, we're just not a fan. Although Paris I have heard they've all. got great food, but I can't bring myself to I go agree, eat there. I, I totally agree with you. I totally mm. agree with you. All right. So let's move on to playing Vegas. Playing Vegas is a portion of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists performing next week in Vegas. First up on Saturday, Lisa Lampanelli is at the Pearl at Palms. Shows start at 8 p.m. and tickets are 62 bucks. And another inferior week. Well, I guess not inferior because they're still quality acts. It's just it's 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 the beginning of the year. It's they're always going to be thinned out at that point. But the point I'm trying to make. Lastly, you have a point? Uh, sometimes. Sunday, Sticks is at the Pearl of Palms. Show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $50. And Yellow Card is at Vinyl and Hard Rock. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets run $30. Yep, short week for actually playing in Vegas, so let's move on to Vegas deals. Deals is the portion of the show where we try to save you money on your next trip to Vegas. First up, New York, New York. First up and only. <laughs> no, well, there you go. It is the only. New York, New York has a Twitter exclusive deal. From now until November 30th, you can get rooms starting at 47 to 160 on weekdays, 96 to 208 on weekends. On top of that, you get two free admissions to the roller coaster, formerly known as the Manhattan Express, and $50 in free drinks. Oh, really? Mm. Of course, most of the bars, it only buys you, what, three drinks? Right. Um, <laughs> Shitty drinks, but... <laughs> yeah. On top of this, you must book this deal by November 30th. Which is the end of the deal anyway. <laughs> Haven't we passed that? No, no, no. Oh, this November goes through the whole 30th? year? No, we have not We have not passed November 30th, Karen. It is I, January there. I know it is, that. but I mean, November is a hell of a lot closer past than it is future. It does seem to be that a lot of MGM properties, Although specifically no. in what they refer to as the neighborhood, they're... Exclusive deals in Twitter or, or other ways seem to very much be just covering the entire year. So, yes, you are, you are correct. This is, deal is good for pretty much the whole year. All right. So that does it for Vegas deals. And now to coming attractions. Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. Bill Maher is somehow continuing what Palms calls his short-term residency and Orleans called performance dates the previous five years. <laughs> he'll, <laughs> he'll reside at the Pearl on Saturday and Sunday, March 22nd, 23rd, and October 10th and 11th. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets run 62 to 103. Is that not the dumbest thing ever? Think about it. That's the one thing that Orleans is really great about. They bring in mid-tier people, people who used to be big, or people who are just good. 
you know, and they've been going for a while. And they, they like, like the, the standard people that come back all the time are Dana Carvey and fucking Don Rickles and just people who pull in a crowd enough. I mean, those, are, those aren't really... Stephen Wright's another one, fucking Ario Speedwagon. Just all of these people who are going to pull a crowd, but it's not, you know, they're not giant draws. And they'll, they'll have, you know, maybe two dates during the year, may, or uh, uh, maybe even two different sets of two dates. And Bill Maher was one of those guys that do it. Dennis Miller's another one that does it all the time. A lot of comedians do it. Uh, 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 Brewer, Jim Brewer, is another guy that does a couple I dates a year. I still love to see him live. I think yeah. that'd be fun. So, so, it, so wait, so hold on. So Palms is calling it a short-term residency. Short-term residency. But he residency. literally only has two dates in March and two dates in October. Yep. And that's a short-term residency. That is a residency according to the Palms. I, I go with uh, what the Orleans calls it's it. It's so ridiculous. If anything, I think dates. Orleans should kind of rip it off and talk about like, going, look at all the They have a shitload of residencies. Have, oh, we have residencies coming out our asses. It's ridiculous. We don't know what to do with all these residents. <laughs> Yikes. And lastly, coming attraction, we have an anemic uh, a whole little interspersing. A little show this week, yeah. man. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Nothing's coming up. Well, it's 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 early in the year. We're all cleaning up. Everybody, and there's a everybody shit ton is of recovering from New Year's. Well, and there's also else. a shit ton of construction going on. So, and that, and I think I'm pretty thorough. And I think, unfortunately, I'm like, we'll have shows where I'm like, twenty people are coming, and they're like, next week, going, well, I already, I already told you about those other guys. So they're they're still gonna be there, but I already told right, you. That's right. So, lastly, new information: Fallout Boy. They're gonna be performing at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan. August 15th. Show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $66 and go on sale Friday, January 17th. And don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to all these and the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, let's check the river. Welcome to another installment of 360 Anyup. For the last few Anyup segments Matt wrote for us, Karen and I will be your hosts. This week, we're going to discuss betting systems. So if you've ever spent any time thinking or reading about gambling, you've surely considered betting systems. Obviously, any system that claims to be a winner is absolute bullshit. There is no such thing, and any attempt to convince you otherwise is a lie. If it states that it's a sure thing, read no further. It's a load of crap. Right? <laughs> Every game in the casino has been worked out to give the house an unbeatable advantage. No betting method can ever beat or even slightly dent that. All a betting system can do is limit the damage the house edge has on your bankroll. And there are generally two forms of betting methods. Increasing the amount of your bet when you lose or increasing your bet when you win. Systems that call for you to increase your bets when you lose have two inherent problems. First, they assume that you have a large bankroll. And second, you will run up against the table limits before you can follow these all the way through to their conclusion. Yeah, the most common is the Martingale system. Now, the basis to this is that you double your bet every time you lose, meaning that eventually you will win a hand and therefore be ahead your initial bet. And this gets expensive really fucking quickly. Starting at a base bet of five bucks and doubling down each time. So five, 10, 20, 40, 80, 160, etc. After only 10 hands, you are down $5,000 and will no doubt be way over the allowed table limit. The up as you win method, such as the reverse martingale, calls for you to double your bet each time you win or let it ride and return to your base bet when you lose. The obvious disadvantage to this is it's only great when you're winning. 
but when do you stop? Now, the method that Matt plays most frequently, because we don't play either one of these. We are still learning. <laughs> well, I, I don't like either one of these bets, and there's a reason, because he said at the beginning that they're all bullshit. Right. But, so the method that Matt will play most often is to increase his bet by one unit after each win for a maximum of four hands. For example, he'll start with 10, then 15, 20, 25, and return to 10 regardless of whether or not he wins or loses. This betting method keeps it exciting as you increase when you win, but it's still conservative to a degree as you're taking money and stacking it. That's fair. The key, like we always say, is to enjoy your gambling and not get too carried away with the betting methods and going for a big win. Keep your gambling at a comfortable level. You can't beat the house edge, so stop trying. And we have never done this. We've never done any kind of a betting system. No. But uh, we've always said we. it's the same reason why people give a shit about playing minimum bet on video poker. I don't care how much I actually win. I just want to win. Doesn't uh, really bother me. I mean, it's nice when you when you hit a big, you know, four of a kind or something like that. But at the end of the day, you have to bet what you're comfortable with, and I think that's where we go. And I think that's what Matt's talking about. He's he's comfortable when he wins, increasing, you know, that bet by smaller amounts, and then after four hands, he goes back to the baseline. That's what he's comfortable with. See, and with me, and I, I think you, it, I would rather play a thousand hands of, of video poker as opposed to 500 or 200 at max bet, hoping I get that. I just want to play as many times as I can possibly play. Well, and that's really what it is for us. Hammered. I mean, we, well, yeah, getting hammered is the optimum term there. It's really um, the number one goal of all our gambling trips is to get yeah, that's hammered. That's you do it. Wait, have we ever gambled and not drank? No. Why, why would you ever do such a thing? I know. I'm just curious. No, we've never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's really for us about what are you comfortable betting. Have fucking fun. Exactly. If Number it's not one, fun, most... if you're stressing yourself out, there's a reason they call it gambling. Yeah. It's because you're ma- you're taking a risk. Absolutely. We look at it as in, you know, we go in, okay, this is our system. We go in with a, a, a daily limit, mm-hmm. right? If you lose that limit, it, well, actually, we kind of roll it into it's the trip. It's crushing, though. Well, no, but it, you roll it into the trip. But if you us. lose all your money for the day, it's crushing. Yeah, because then you're like, I either have to borrow into tomorrow or right? I'm done. Yeah. It, it's We enjoy playing the games. Winning is just cool. You know, and a lot of That's times really what it when is. it comes to video poker and blackjack specifically, because we know there are mathematical ways to play it best. Yep. It's really just the like even if you, you just want to hang out and, yes. and, and keep even. You're, you're playing the laws of average. I just want to go if I lost like I was supposed to lost. Or I was supposed to lose. I mean, that's how this fucking game works. Yeah. You know, it's it's you get excited when you win because you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to win. This house is supposed to win more than I do. Well, and I don't know that I completely agree with that, but I understand what you're saying. Right. Okay. I mean, for me, I I get a anytime I win, I'm like, Woo-hoo. even well, if I, I don't say anything, it's it's all inside. Right. I still get pissed <laughs> off when I lose. I See, mean, you're you're the only person that I've ever met that's well, and it doesn't bother me when I lose, but when I start losing too much. Like if I if I sit down with a hundred bucks and I get down to fifty really quickly, I'm like, mm, you know what? I'm okay. better at that when it comes to slots than it is table games because I want to play. I'm like, no, it's got to turn on slots. I'm like, this is boring. I'm hitting this button and nothing's happening. Fuck you. Like I sit at, at, at slots tables and I'll go. I'm putting twenty bucks into the machine and I get seven dollars down. I'm like, this is boring and just cash out at ten. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not wasting any more money yeah. on this. If you wish to contact us with a gambling question, have a gaming story you wish to share, or have any feedback. You can find us on Twitter at 360AnnieUp or drop us an email at 360AnnieUp at gmail.com. Another quality installment by Matt, which, as we've recently announced, AnnieUp will not be ending. Matt has one more that he had written for us that we're going to do that Karen and I recorded for you. We're going to share with you. But after that, inspiration has hit me, and we now have at least eight segments 
already written, virtually complete. I, I would say I've at least got three of those complete. Eight of them are in the fine-tuning stages. So Any Up is not going anywhere. It's going to be the same concept as far as educating you about gambling and whatnot. And the fact that Karen and I will be involved, there will probably be <laughs> but, loads of arguing. But, but as per typical with Mark, it will be much more detailed in the actual concept of gambling. Right. And uh, a lot <laughs> and, shorter and, and on... And less Bill Gamblin's Hall. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, a, and probably less crazy stories than the Aussies that? used to have, oh, which I, I still really that? miss. Oh, you can't. Epic. So Absolutely it might not epic. be as much fun, but we're going to try to stick with valuable gambling knowledge. But one of the interesting things that I will say about these whole betting systems is specifically the one where the dealer or uh, they call him the dealer what the roulette guy that's throwing the fucking ball yeah we've actually witnessed or at least we've been told about the whole thing where they have a certain style specifically yep. not just a person but women with longer fingernails have a certain style and the interesting thing about that just being the intellectual observers that you and i are we've watched that and whether there's any actual proof that that exists Patterns do fucking exist. They they do not all the time, but there are certain um, dealers, whatever you call them, that, that you can look up on the board and see that they hit not only a certain number, but if, if you actually go and look at the wheel, they yep. hit numbers right around there in a little cluster. And it's hard to tell if you're just looking at the boards. You have to know where the numbers are on the wheel. Right. And, and you do see them on occasion. That is, the, that is the trick. You need to walk up there with basically a picture of what the, what the roulette wheel looks like. And they may hit 17 two or three times, but it's, it's the numbers like two or three on each side of it. And yeah. they seem to keep hitting in the same area. I, obviously, we can't confirm that there's any real proof to any of there's, this. There's so many variables on it. But if you sit back and you watch the dealer. It's very interesting yeah. to see that that concept very easily has support. Easily? Easily. Very easily has supportable. Oh, well, people can buy into it. Yes. Go, see, I can see it. Thank you. I can you. see yes, it. It very is what much. it is. And if anything, it's just amusing as shit. Like, oh, let's watch this dealer. Oh my god, it's so fucking crazy! It's so crazy. <laughs> but we've never won any fucking money off it, so fuck them. <laughs> no, only the first time that we were gambling, and we we were playing. No, I just mean off the patterns is what I mean. Oh no, no. But no. you you are right. General. Roulette general yeah. just kills us. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay, and now we do have a ton of listener feedback this Based week. Based on Brian's bitching, I was going to properly pace this out but brian wanted to bitch about it and then oh brian's, brian's like we need to hear the listener feedback and then yes. then so he's now, not here yeah brian's got to work on his mm, expensive project or whatever but i.e schooling that will help further his career and his paycheck <laughs> yeah he kind of does pretty sure andrew's like work on a goddamn fucking project. you don't get to sit here and talk to mark for right. an hour exactly. Fuck that. <laughs> and how can he argue she's right <laughs> <laughs> and he should. But we do have some awesome listener feedback that I've kind of been holding back, and I'm excited to share it because while I know Brian would enjoy it, you will as well because you, you're you a uh -oh. big, big fan of listener feedback. Here we go. Yep. So the first one is an email from James Jones. I kind of feel like there should be an Earl in the middle of that. James Earl Jones? <laughs> I don't think he listens to our show. James Jones says, I have been meaning to email some thoughts on my last trip to Vegas, which was December 6th to the 10th but took a long time for me to get off my butt and do it, but here are the highlights. I stayed downtown for one night and then two nights on the strip at Harris. A couple of things about downtown. Pizza Rock is the best pizza there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe the best pizza downtown. Let's just clarify that. Well, he I don't... said the best pizza there. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting defensive because I love me some secret pizza. <sighs> at $5 a slice, Sorry, a, little, James Earl. a little more... <laughs> 
than pop-up pizza, but better. He does like both. Mm. The new Grand is very nice. Looks great compared to the old lady luck. Oh, I wish I would have seen the old lady luck. The crowd was okay, but not great. I look forward to staying here on my next trip in May. Hopefully the rooms are as nice as the gaming floor. The container park is much better than I expected. It's like the top of my list (laughs) is things I want to do. I thought this sounded like a stupid idea, which I agree, but it's really nice. There are shops, a few food joints, and a couple of bars. Well, jerky's fine. (laughs) It distracts us in every place we ever go. here anywhere. I know. (laughs) We're on vacation somewhere like, I'm sorry, jerky? We have jerky? (laughs) So there are a few shops, a few food joints, and a couple of bars. Good places to send the wife while I gamble. (laughs) Not my wife. You know, the best thing is just get her to gamble with you. There you go. Which I did have to do. I had to hook you in, didn't I? You did. (laughs) And you have. On this trip, nothing really changed since my last trip in August, but I did have dinner at Gordon Ramsay Pub at Caesars. No! Uh (laughs) Great fish and chips. Smashed peas are as good as I got in England. That's kind of an oxymoron. I was Um, thinking that. How hard is it to go, hey, peas, smash. (laughs) How are these good or bad? It is. You gotta have butter and I'm salt sure. and a few I'm other sure things is. in there. I, I, I simplify things because I'm I have a simple mind, Karen. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, the cocktails are pricey but good, meaning his wife liked, <laughs> as well as the beer. Very excellent food. Service was great and worth a visit. Hope this was useful, James Jones. Never happen. Never happen. I will not give that man one. He, dime he won't even let me income. attempt to go no, oh, to no, one of cannot. his places. And if I find out, like anytime, like maybe if you're there on business and you go, there will be hell to pay if I fucking hear that you gave that cocksucker a goddamn dime of our money. Even but your I didn't, company's money. Even I didn't. your company's money, you cannot give to him. Well, what if it's not me? No, I don't what care. If, what no. if I got roped into going with dinner nope. with some folks and you they were paying? You have to turn it down. No. Gordon Ramsay no. can eat the stankiest fucking taint of my nuts. I fuck, I hate him, Karen. I hate him so much. I hate I, I hate Gordon Ramsay. I fucking hate you. Yikes. See what happens kinda, when I don't laugh, people? Blew my eardrums Do you out see what happens when I don't laugh? Hey, um, how about we move on to the next one? That's a good idea because I want to kill Gordon Ramsay in a big that. bad way right, right now. So, <laughs> So this is an email coming from JB. Yes. In June, we are setting up the ultimate guys trip to Vegas. People say that all the time. <laughs> it's always the ultimate, like going, oh, what are you doing better Just than 360 Vegas vacation? Read, read the feedback. Well, ultimate, guy, ultimate guys trip. There was like co-ed trip I'm going on there. smart ass. I know. <laughs> so I'm saying. They, they want that, Karen. JB wants it. JB wants it. <laughs> now, one of the events, oh, I'm such a giant fan of this guy right now. One of our events is going to be around a pub golf that will take us from the south end of the strip to the north end. If you're unfamiliar with pub golf, it's 18 bars in one day. We play it where a par is four. Get that by having one drink at each bar. You can get under par with shots, doubles, etc., stuff like that. And you get over par by skipping a drink. All of this insanity is paired with scorecards and golf attire, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> why, not? Why, why would you not? Now, we are planning to do this with casinos, and we plan for this to take us pretty much all day. As a fan of Vegas, this will give us an awesome look at the Strip and some of the great hotels and bars that it has to offer. We were starting to plan out the list of bars and hotels, and then I thought of sending this idea to you. Being the most knowledgeable and enthusiastic Vegas connoisseur that I know, oh, Lord. I thought <laughs> he's right. He's right, Karen. <laughs> I thought you might have some suggestions for us. We are looking anywhere from cheap drink places, Casino Royale bar, to upscale cool experiences, Chandelier Bar at Cosmo. 
We probably don't want to go any further than win North Strip. I mean, you know, who would? Yeah, no. Thoughts? Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. JB. I love this man so much right now. You are aware of this, and only a few <laughs> other people are aware of this. JB is, of course, because I replied to him by email. We were working yeah. on a drinking game that we were just going to call 360 Vegas. And the concept was... I thought it was, was like the 360 Vegas pub crawl or something. It no, was like it, the, no, it wasn't. There's, the, their, the whole their game idea, was it, just 360 Vegas? Well, three, no, I'm whatever. Sure, I don't know. I, we, we didn't get that far. We you were working, working on, on the a concept name. more than anything. The concept was... On the strip, you would have to visit every place in 24 hours and, and, and drink at it. And well, it was going to be designated what is considered a strip property or not. Exactly. And every property, you had to have a drink. Once you started drinking, you had 24 hours to complete your strip circle. Yeah. The reason we didn't... Uh, there's a whole lot of other details. Ah, fuck it. I but know God, God, God bless the, um, the attorney, uh, yes. our dear friend Tony, yes. who said, mm, Yeah, we were highly legal implication if somebody never, how many ever, ever tell, uh, can convey this to people because the odds of someone doing this and dying... They're pretty good. ...are pretty good, and the odds of then, the family of, of that, that suing. person suing us are yeah. also... Pretty good. Very, very high. <laughs> so, I mean, how many... I'm trying to remember how many properties we counted. Wasn't it like 28 or or no, close no, to... Th it was a big number. It, it is It is high. It is... Actually, you might not actually be very far off. Because if I recall, I somehow wanted to tie in the palms and... and well, let's, let's think about it. Well, no. Count them off. Count them off right now. You got... Uh, Mandalay Bay, One, two, uh, Luxor, two, Excalibur, three, Tropicana, four, MGM, five, New York, New York, six, Monte Carlo, seven, Aria, eight, Cosmopolitan, nine, Bellagio, ten, Planet Hollywood, 11, Paris, twelve, Bally's, thirteen, Flamingo, fourteen. Um, between that is Bill's Gambling Hall, fifteen. After that is is the Quad, sixteen. Harrah's. 17. Across the street is Caesars. 18. Mirage. 19. Across the street from that is Casino Royale. 20. Venetian. 21. Palazzo. 22. Treasure Island. 23. Wynn. 24. Encore. 25. Riviera. 26. Caesars Palace. Or, um, Circus Circus. 27. And Stratosphere. 28. And if you tied in Palms and Rio, you are right. There's 30. Yeah. Um, but Palms and Rio doesn't make any sense. because you you'd It's have, just because yeah. I liked them. Is if what you really stayed on the strip, and honestly, you could cut off Riviera, Circus Circus, and Stratosphere if you just stayed on the strip. So you would be at 25. Yeah. So 25 drinks in 24 hours. Yep. That's a lot of yeah. alcohol. Which is why we didn't do it. And, and, and the idea, the original idea was like, we were going to do this at 360 Vegas Vacation. We were going to introduce it. And even better... The, the thing that, that, that Matt and I, because Matt and I were the ones that worked very specifically. <laughs> yeah, you guys were all excited about this, but Matt's an alky, so it makes one sense. One of the things that we thought was going to be absolute comedy fucking gold was you had to do one of two things. Either audibly, because most smartphones are going to have either video or audio capabilities You're so hoping like the people iPhone. to start recording stuff and sending it to that you. That is yeah. exactly what I wanted. I, I wanted you to either record when audio. Think about it when we're hammered and recording and doing stuff and how entertaining uh, that is. I exactly. Know. It, 360 Vegas Reviews was born from that the concept. Fact that we were hammered. Most exactly. of the time we could make fun of each other. That entire concept. So the idea of going, oh my God, can you imagine the audio and or video of somebody at Casino 17? Like, we're talking, people are like, like, can't even audibleize what the fuck is going on. Yeah, which is not good. 
But it would be hilarious. Uh, but it would be until they thank you, you know, Tony. pass over and die. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Tony, for not encouraging us. To, well, not for discouraging us. He's like, vehemently. Guys, this is a really bad idea. Like, you will be in prison <laughs> at some point or, or financially bankrupt. I haven't talked to Tony in a long time. It has been a long time. It has been we a long time. I kind of miss Tony. But these gentlemen are embarking on this. I, I shared with them some of our favorite places that we've gone to. I'm like, it would be fun to do this. Like, things like, you know, obviously we love, we, we've talked about Centrifuge, we're big fans of, yep. the Baccarat Bar at, at Bellagio. But yeah. then also, I don't, I don't know if you agree with me, but like, well, I know you agree with me about Bally's, just their casino bar. We just have an yeah. affinity for it. We love it. And there's nothing special about it. We just love it. Another one that I really like that I know you haven't spent a whole lot of time is Bugsy's Bar. And that's just because it references Bugsy. It's got something to do with history. I mean, I thought it was interesting. So I shared with these gentlemen, which took me no time. I was like, off the top of my head, this one, here this we go. One, this one, this go. One. Alcohol and Mark, yes. he can go over the <laughs> town of well down to, So super, super excited to hear the fallout of this and super excited that I can't be sued by it. <laughs> <laughs> so continuing our series on listener rants, yeah. this week we have our dear friend Stuart. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is our uh, our prop bets included in his rants? Actually, they are, fucking prick. <laughs> are they really? Yes. Okay. See, I didn't read ahead. I, I just guessed so that much. that was Stuart. <laughs> He, this All guy, right. this guy is so much like Alistair, like anybody that. The thing that I love about him is Alistair had to meet me to get go like, oh my god, this guy really does like being like this. So now he just fucking just berates me any opportunity he gets because he knows I fucking love it. And Stuart's like never met me. And he's like, mm, you like me ripping on you like going, I hate you and I you're do. so right. I really do. <laughs> Alistair too. Yes. Yes, he's a quality man, and I cannot I wait not, to hang out with. Stuart. I hate to say this, I have not been on Twitter in so long. I just have not been keeping up with what's going on and listening being mentioned. Our, so our I life is different in, in Memphis. We're learning to adjust. We're learning to adjust. I'm never here. All right. So a lot of these could happen anywhere. It's just that Stuart finds them more common in Vegas. Let's break these up because not only did Stuart bitch about them, he gave us details, wicked details on them. So why don't you start us off? All right. So number one, in-room technology that does not work. If a hotel wants to stuff its room with, oh, here it's we go. I know he's just gonna. Superfluous. I love him. I'm not even. I'm just not gonna be able to say it. Superfluous technology. Hey, I said it right. Yeah. Then at least make sure it works. For example, I can manage to open a curtain or drapes myself, <laughs> but if the hotel insists on making them electric, then I at least expect when I press the button that something will happen. At both Wynn and Bellagio on my last visit, the drape had come off the electric track, so when I tried to open them. A little electric train ran across, <laughs> ran across the window, but left the curtain standing for a forlorn. <laughs> but left the curtain standing forlornly on the side. Also at Bellagio, I had one of those parentheses stupid TVs in a cabinet at the foot of the bed that is meant to gracefully rise and fall at the push of a button. Yeah, we had that problem. And we falls. did. <laughs> well, mine didn't. There was a long time lag between pressing the button and anything happening. I, of course, kept pressing the button thinking it was <laughs> not working. <laughs> the result. <laughs> I can't even say this. <laughs> The TV went up and down like a horror drawers for about five <laughs> minutes. I wish you would have recorded that. It's <laughs> 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 so great. That is, you know what's really surprising about that is when, but the thing that I think is really funny about that is 
I imagine, and of course this isn't. I'm sorry, his descriptors are the best. Oh, he's fantastic. He's like, I opened the train, (laughs) and then a little electric train ran across the window. Well, and that's what I imagine about, like, I, of course this isn't the situation, but I always imagine, like, how dark those rooms are at night. And I imagine going, oh, it's pitch black, let's open this. And you don't see anything happen, but you hear it go, "Mm," like, what's going on? If you hear that, you're like, wait, who turned on the vibrator? I know, What's right, going on? Right. Well, that's it's in the dark. <laughs> no, it's in the dark. Then you get worried. All right, the next one. Light bulbs not working. Is it only me that thinks this? That one thing that housekeeping should do in between guests is to make sure all the lights are working. On every one of my last 10 visits, I had at least one light bulb not working. Yikes. It just gives the impression of poor attention to detail. <laughs> I agree with you. Just like I get, I listen. I get that, especially in a, in a union town like Vegas, you have maintenance guys that do shit, you have housekeepers that do shit. But a goddamn light bulb, like you can't go and you like, can't really switch the, you know, turn on the, the light on enough. That one works. You can't that one put works. it on that your fuck exactly. You can't put, put it on, on your, your checklist. Fucking, yeah. Oh, oh, look here's my little fucking whatever it is that thing that they push or whatever their cart. Then they just come to flip, flip. Oh, that doesn't work. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. That's dumb. Well, you know what? All they have to do is get the new LED whatever they are lights that are supposed to last for a gazillion years. They won't have to worry about it again. Yeah. Only they cost four sure, times. Sure, Aria has them. Yeah, but they cost four green. times the average. Light bulb, but whatever. Number three, dirty hotel windows. That's you, Bellagio. <laughs> or wrapped windows. That's almost all hotels now. Vegas has a great view for most rooms. Then the hotels go and spoil it by making you look out through a haze of dirt or Marie's mouth. <laughs> I don't think we've ever stayed in a wrap room. I think we've been lucky enough that we've missed it. I mean... I thought we did. Well, so you think about Tropicana. Their windows are all white, so there is a film on the uh, outside of their point. windows. And basically, that whole building is wrapped is what right. it boils down to. No, that's a good point. That's um, a really good point. I thought we stayed at Mirage. I thought we were in one of the... Um, no, we weren't high enough to get into a love Oh, no, wrap. that's true. Yeah, yeah. In love. yeah. I don't think we Stuart's have. a high roller. Stuart's a, he is. Stuart's a pimp, so he gets a lot of the badass shit, so I mean, he, he has make, to deal with that. We're just and, and we little slums compared to him. Well, but the thing is, uh, to his point about the wraps, we haven't stayed at Flamingo since wraps were introduced because right. you can't have a strip location without having a wrap. Like, the odds are almost as big as you fucking hitting it big that you <laughs> don't get a room that doesn't have a wrap and a strip view. It. Yeah, and a strip view. Thank yeah. you. Yes, that's a good point. So yeah, I I, I agree with him. But I, the one thing that I'll say is interesting. Being a guy that always has a space in his heart for Luxor, that pyramid can never look clean ever ever. Does it always not look like it's constantly crusted with dirt? Just. I, I can't desert. imagine how tough it is to keep anything clean in the desert oh, yeah. once that wind starts blowing. Yep. Yep. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some times where it's just obvious that nobody has been up to do the window washing in God knows how long. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Well, the one great thing about uh, Luxor is they have that whole machine that just does it. So you know they do it all the time. But It needs to be running constantly. They, cause it really yeah, does, think just, doesn't yeah. it? The whole building should just be, like, like all, all pictures of Luxor should just have at some point this little lump. Because it's going up the fucking building. <laughs> Yikes. The next one. Crappy, slow, intermittent internet access that you pay over the top for and individually or through a resort fee. And don't even get me started on my recent stay at the Hilton at the New York City when we charged... When at, at the New York City? At, is that what I said? No, you said, yeah. My recent stay at a Hilton. Karen, it's at the New York City. There's many In of them. This New York is City. At the New York City. I just want you to be aware. But, but of that. wait, how much was it's it? A different one. It was 
almost it was nineteen dollars a day per device. Yikes! I agree with you very much because you know we have a a, a super tech friend like like uh, a Brian who's like. When it gets to a point where you're paying for what it is you're paying for, just via your 4G signal, yeah. whatever, and they're like, oh, you have Wi-Fi, which is three times slower than the signal you're already paying for, what the fuck is the point? And you and I have dealt with that firsthand, where you get so frustrated, you're like, just turn the goddamn Wi-Fi off. Oh, just we, so we do it that works. a lot, yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. And right. honestly, I, um, especially when I travel for work, a lot of times we'll, oh, yeah, I'll shit. pay for Wi-Fi in my room because I'm usually working at night and I have right. to get connected and everything else. But the thing is, if I then go downstairs to a meeting room, the Wi-Fi that I paid for in my room doesn't work in the meeting room and you need a separate code in the meeting room, which by the way, if you know we're hosting the meeting, you have to pay for each code and everybody that can, it's it's like the biggest scam ever. Wow. It's unbelievable what they I, get away I, with. I gotta have Brian explain to me how they can so localize that because that fascinates me. I, I don't know how they do it. Oh good, I get to do his number five little listener rant. Which is prop bets. Fuck you, Stuart. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? I he likes Stuart. the segment. He hates the name. That's all it boils down to. He hates That's okay. the fucking name. Stuart, number five listener rant. Prop bets. I, I so can't wait to... <laughs> like, he might be the number one person, or at least one of the number one people. Oh my God, there's I so cannot, many people I can't wait to meet. It's absolutely true. But, but it's just somebody who gets me that's never met me. I'm like, I can't wait to meet this guy. Like, somebody who's... Just listen to the show, which we've said a the thousand funny times. Thing is, it's me. And, and I'm going to say this, and I, I don't want anybody else that we meet to feel bad about it. He's probably the one person that you're not going to be anxious to meet. Like Stewart, when, oh. when you, so even going into 360 Vegas, you were, you know, with social anxiety stuff, you were nervous about meeting all these people that you might have interacted with on Twitter or through the show, right, right. but you hadn't actually met, and you're, you're kind of like, you know, tensing the, up and anxious right. about it. Stuart, you're going to be like, you're not going to yeah. care. Well, the great thing about that, though, to, to, to piggyback on, the, on that concept is that I just, all I had to do is remind myself, and this is why it's so great that we've done the show the way we are, is that we are 100%, very specifically, I am 100% the guy you hear on the show there. So the great thing is, is that whenever that was I, easier for you. Once whenever you I felt this it, tiny yeah. bit of anxiety, I'm like, they want you to be you. Don't. I'm like, I'm like when I bring you to my work functions, and I'm like, okay, don't swear. That's the, don't <laughs> do that. You you can't. And you're like, I can't be me. I can't be me. I'm so freaked right. out. I mean, that's yeah. well, that's what I mean. Whenever there was a, a minor amount of, of of stress about it, I'm like, all they want you to do is be you. Why are you stressed about being? You? Well, yeah, and I don't want to say that like with the whole 360 Vegas vacation or meeting up with anybody that you were. You know, uncomfortable afterwards. No, no, it, but it's, it's not that. But, but your point you is, have it's that been well documented. Thing. Yes, yeah. that I have anxiety. With but, Stuart, you're like, bring it on, asshole. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's been very well documented that I have various issues, and it's that was one of the ones that that I was able to like as it jumped within four seconds, I could go. They want you to be you. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. I didn't need any medication or alcohol or anything, which I mean, of course, I consumed vast amounts of, but oh, yeah. you know, I still. It, the, your point is very well made. And that was a fun. long way to get there. Shut up! Next is waiting for a hand pay. This only happens to people like Stewart who actually win. In yeah, I, I've yeah, never I don't know what you're talking about. This. I know I should not complain when I'm lucky enough to have a hand payout, but on the $1 Blazing 7s, they come in quite often at just over 1200 <laughs> I have often... I know, right? It's like, fuck you. <laughs> I have often had to wait over 40 minutes for a casino staff to work through all the paperwork. Yikes. Yeah, I, okay, I, I can't really, uh, I, I can mock the man for being <laughs> lucky in a high roller, but yeah, that sucks a giant bag of fucking rusty dicks. That yeah. sucks. 
And next is drink service that is really just a cup of ice. Now, this I can't relate to. <laughs> I have lost count of the number of times I ordered a Captain and Diet when at the slots. And after one suck on the straw, all I am left with is a cup of ice. Perhaps I just have a strong suck. Yes. He might. Yeah, I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, um, you and I, well, actually, no, this probably fits me better. I drink beer, so I don't really have much of an issue with that. What do you, have you ever really had this issue? I mean, you've, mm-hmm. you've become more of a tequila, more of a, a street vodka drinker. But not in Vegas. No, not in Vegas. Not so well, and that's part of the reason why we don't, I don't drink that much when I'm gambling, because what I like to drink, I can't get without paying premium for. So. Yeah, yeah. But even then, the drinks they bring you are small, and there's a shitload of ice in them, and yeah. Yeah. yeah the dry air is the next thing that he wants to bitch about. Every time yeah. he goes to Vegas, uh, his lips dry out and crack. I now travel with lip balm, and I am constantly applying lubricant to my mouth. Once again, I really want to meet Stewie. <laughs> you know what? Oh, I swear, His this last is two why. These sound awesome. <laughs> An amazing suck and lubricated lips. This rules. Stuart uh, is a yeah. god. Um, I, on a serious note, I really think that that's why I lost my voice in Vegas. Yeah. Was because we, especially being down in Memphis for the short time that we were, I'm so used to the humidity that once you got there... It, it's almost like you you just kind of... Yeah, but how did you recover you know, it is the interesting thing. I don't understand how your body would then recover. I would get it if you got there, you lost it, you can get it back. How do you recover? I, I drank a lot of water the day after, yeah. and we were inside in a lot of AC, I think. I don't know. Fair enough. Next is smokers. The casinos are one of the few remaining places I ever go indoors where smokers mix with non-smokers. It's horrid sitting down at a slot machine, either next to a smoker in full swing or next to a full ashtray. You and I have incredibly different opinions on this. I Yeah, I love that you can't smoke in public anywhere. See, as, as a former smoker, for one, I like it. For two, there's something, and I think it's got something to do with it being Vegas. That it's There's something, it, it adds more of the specialness to it. That, that this is the one place that not only can you drink in public, you can walk around in the street with an alcoholic beverage. Nobody's going to stop you. Cops aren't going to give you shit about it. You're allowed to do that. The same thing, like, you're allowed to smoke indoors. It's like, this is the, if there's any place on this planet you're allowed to do it, it's here. So That's true. I embrace if, it. If you're a non-smoker, it sucks. If you're a recovering smoker like you are, I mean, I'm now a non-smoker. I'm completely converted to that. You will always be a recovering be a smoker. smoker. Yeah. So you love the smell of oh, it yeah. and everything else. I hated the smell of it when I was a smoker. Yeah, so. No, it eh. smells delicious, you're insane. Nope. Yeah. And the last one, leaving with a lot less money than when I arrived. Well, you can't really argue with that one. It kind of is what it is. You know, I don't think it is with us. Because, no, no, that's not fair. Because you and I at Gold Strike, I lost my ass there. And, and you were like at New Year's, you're like, hey, do you want to go down to Gold Strike? I'm like, no. No. I don't want to go. <laughs> I got my ass handed to me. Well, and oh, so pass. we go with, we, at least in theory. No, um, we always, we've never, we've never violated this concept. Well, I know, but what you're basically saying goes against us. So we only go to gamble with what we're willing to, to lose. The last trip, you lost what you came willing to lose, and you're kind of jaded about it and don't want to go back. But I think, um, I think in Vegas it's very different because I have X amount I'm allowed to lose each day. I don't lose that amount every single day. Right. I had one day in Tunica. I had X amount to lose, and I lost it. You did. So You really did. Yeah, so <laughs> it, that quickly. was – because in Vegas I've lost my allotment for the day. That's – Actually, no, that hasn't happened. I don't no, think about it. that hasn't. But I've lost. If you've a lot. lost, you've lost like several days accumulation. Y- you're right. If I've lost, I've lost a day's worth 
several days into it, so I still have like three or four days worth of what I didn't lose to go. But I think that was primarily what the issue was. Is like I'm allowed to lose this much, but like going, congratulations, you did it. Like I don't like it. Well, and I think the difference again with us is we only go with what we're willing to lose. Right. And you know, if we've we've walked away from trips where I've been up. And you've been down. We're, we've both been up. We've both been down. Well, but we also of, we've we've said this a thousand times, and I know the majority of people that go to Las Vegas don't get this because they're gamblers. Whereas you and I are gamers. we're not gamblers. We we, we like go to there gamble. To play the games yeah. is what it boils down to, and and we don't play max bet on video poker because I want to play the game eight billion times, and if I play max bet, that means I'm only allowed to play it you know a hundred thousand times. You know, and and that's what I don't think people get. It's like if I hit that max one, I'm like, oh, I hit the max. Like, well, you could hit this. Like, well, I didn't, I didn't bet that. I'm not gonna risk that much to get that. It's crazy. What yeah. Are you well, about? the amount of time that it would have taken us to get to that. So the same results on the machine. Mm-hmm. If we had been betting max bet, we would have been out of. I would have never been in that position you would have to gotten win it anyway. It, so. so it doesn't really matter. But that's just us. That's what it was. All right. But, bef- but to close the show, Stewart. Gave us possibly, if not, if not the question of the day. Read it. You're well, gonna it love is. This. It is the question of the day. It's it's what I listed so, as, but this is epic. So Stuart has a question. I had an interesting tipping experience on my last visit. I had dinner at the Mirage with a group of friends, and the meal was comped by the casino host to one of the people, not me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had quite a few M. High life- rollers hang with high rollers, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> we need to meet more of these people. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I had quite a few M Life points to spend, so splashed out a glass of cognac at seven fifty a glass. Yes, that's right. Wow. Wait, a glass of one drink at seven hundred. That's beast. This was presented and as And he a had se- fucking enough points to cover it. Yeah. Yes. This was presented as a separate bill as I was going to separately pay for this. We had a long discussion over what tip we should leave. All the service we got was the white waiter pouring one glass of cognac. Did that deserve a tip over $100? I would only tip $2 if a casino waitress did the same thing, although I doubt if I would have got a $750 glass of cognac <laughs> at the slots Still. unless I was at the $5,000 machine. We discussed this for quite a time as a group and even got the waiter and maitre d' over for advice. In the end, I left a $50 tip. What would you have done? You're the one that I can't wait to hear the, the thoughts on this because I would have to agree with him. You and I tip rather generously we we tend it, to we tend yeah. to always tip 20 percent when it comes to stuff like that mm-hmm. sometimes in vegas we're even a little more generous so i would have to agree with him in the thought that if someone came to me and poured a drink i would pay them accordingly the 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 quality of that drink affecting the cost of said drink does the server really deserve that much of an adjustment um, no. So to his point, I don't know what they ended up tipping on the dinner. Fifty. That's well on the dinner. No, on the dinner. Right. So there, there's well, a different a separate story bill, there. Though. This it is a separate bill. You can't really take the it. It absolutely is. And, and the question becomes then, what do you tip on a comped dinner? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if the hotel's comping it, the servers are still out there and prepping that and everything else. Well, you and I have always been. Doesn't matter if we pay for it or we don't pay for it. We tip what it would have cost accordingly. Yeah, we do. Yeah. The although a seven hundred and fifty dollar glass of cognac, whatever kind of liquor it is, number one to me seems ridiculous. God, but, God bless you, 
Stuart. I'm, Ima- um, imagine yeah. such a, a bottle of Grey Ghost exists and it's the smoothest thing ever and it'll get you drunker than you've ever imagined with zero hangover. As a matter of fact, you feel like a god when you wake up in the morning. Well, I feel like a god when I wake up every morning. <laughs> but that's a different story. Um, no, for one drink, Make it doesn't... Make her hard. Uh, it doesn't make sense to... Um, <laughs> when you complete disregard, like, on. he said things, shut up, just go. <laughs> and again... It doesn't make sense when all the waiter or waitress is doing is bringing you a glass. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much that liquor costs. That liquor costs that much because it had been aging for however long, that whatever it took to create it. The fact of the matter is they opened the bottle, they poured it, they carried it to you. I think that a $50 tip was very generous, mm-hmm. but I, I also think it's commiserate with someone who can afford... A seven hundred and fifty dollars. Very fair. It's very fair. Now, beverage. okay. So, with that in mind, and you are my financial advisor in the in this situation. In your mind, in our financial concept bracket, whatever the fuck we are, what is the maximum you pay for service? Like in that case, Percentage? someone were to pay you or someone were to, to, to provide a service to you, whether they pour a drink that, that costs $2 or they pour a drink that costs $750, how much do you pay for service? You know, I mean, we're a big fan of in general, you, you pay 20% tip. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what it is. It's easy math. It's good to do. In this situation, 20% doesn't make any sense. You know, I would, it would depend on whether or not you were sitting in a restaurant and that was all you ordered or, and that was the only time you saw the waitress or are you in a high roller lounge and you have that comped? Mm-hmm. There's a difference in what you tip. I, don't, I Honestly, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this because I might've, you know, eaten a $60 burger. I can't imagine drinking a $750 mm-hmm. glass of anything. So. I have to say, I think... His tip, dead on accurate. Oh, no, I, I think That's it was very appropriate. No, no, no. generous yep. as far as I'm concerned. I think I think the fact that he brought the maitre d' in, that they did all that, that he made an honest effort to go, listen, I, I the guy did this. Let's let's just put it where it is. Let's, let's not overinflate whatever it is. The guy poured me a goddamn drink. What does it matter, the cost of that? And it's comped on top of it. I think $50, awesome. And especially for awesome. a comp drink. I mean, you have to be careful when you're getting anything comped. It's true. That if, the, if there's a server, you have to make sure that they're fairly compensated for it. But at the end of the day, they brought you a drink. Exactly. $50 to get a drink. Like I said, it, co- it, it there's no extra effort in pouring a $750 drink as there is pouring a $2 drink. There's zero extra effort involved. All right. $50, awesome. I mean, at the end of the day, that's a little more than a 6% tip, but it's literally from either pouring the drink and bringing it to you or just bringing it to you which 50 bucks for that how many minutes of work it took them exactly i'm good with that it's awesome it's awesome what a great fucking question what a phenomenal question i'd love to hear what other people think about this <laughs> you know where we are on social media fucking I, go i'm gonna go it. into it here in a minute yes all right and so with that that is the end of episode 118 we're gonna go back to watching in the playoffs thank you all we're for behind. listening i hope you're all happy i know well <laughs> 
That part of that was our fault. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send some feedback, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Mark is all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, you name it. And you can find links to those on the blog as well. And lastly, if you want to support the show, if you go to the blog and click on the link to go to Amazon, we get a little bit of kiss and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's very Say simple. It again. They go to the blog, they click on the Amazon banner, then they just shop like normal. They buy anything, we get a kickback, you support the show. Right. It all goes right back into the show. I feel less, I feel less uncomfortable about... Like, listen, I love... Uh, the, the PayPal donations, love them. <laughs> but I feel less <laughs> less self-conscious about it. I mean, I obviously they're just showing appreciation, but I feel less less self-conscious than I'm like, do what you want to do. Just go, hey, we like them too. Okay, we get money. <laughs> Whatever provides money for the show, I'm a big fan of. Right. All right. I think that does it for this week. Anything else from you? That's all I've got. We'll see you next week. Yeah.